The most important words that you say are the words that you say to yourself. Here's the truth. Life's blows, the hits that you get from life, those blows are rarely fatal. Rarely is that the case. Yes, you get punched in the mouth for sure, but ultimately it's the story we tell ourselves about why we got punched in the mouth. That's the fatal wound right there. And what's awesome about that is you are responsible, meaning you have the power. Nobody else has the power to say, this is why you're not good enough. This is why you'll always be a failure. Only you have that power. Welcome to Pivot Me where we give business tips and mental hacks so you can move past your biggest obstacles and live the life you've earned. And now your host, business advisor and performance expert, April Garcia. For years, I made large companies larger and rich people richer. Now I coach driven entrepreneurs to hack success, create more time and get better results through high performance habits, the multiply me method, and a little mental gymnastics. On Pivot Me, I talk to thought leaders and experts sharing our successes, our many scrubs, and how we can all use both to move us to the next level. Join us and learn real simple steps to pivot you and your business towards the life you've earned. You are responsible for the story that you tell yourself. It's not the fact that you lose a big client that really devastates you. When your manuscript gets rejected, you can't do your TED Talk, whatever the opportunity is, it doesn't matter what the opportunity is in what aspect of your life. It is not the thing that matters. It's the story we tell ourselves about the thing that matters most. And I'm going to give you some examples of what we just went over in the Pivot Me Academy call because this is so relevant to, to you and to the people that you're going to come across in your life. We are all living out our stories. And sometimes the facts, sometimes the situation has little bearing on the story we're telling ourselves. Our stories usually come from our childhood, spoiler alert, but you got to get clear on what your story is and only then do you have the power to change it. So I'm watching someone in the Pivot Me Academy walk through a tough season in their life. They are, they're doing a move that they didn't necessarily intend to do. Like this is counter to the plan that they had for themselves. And as I'm watching them walk out the season in his life, I say, be very careful of the story you're telling yourself during this season. Because though they are navigating a tough season, man, the story they could tell themselves about this season will make it so much worse about, you know, all my hard work and it goes up in smoke or the plans that I had aren't working out and look at what this is, you know, look what this means about me or look what this means about the the people that are involved in, in this situation. There is so much power that the story wields instead of just saying things have changed but I'm still going to make something remarkable out of the change. So let me give you a little bit more of a specific example. Another one of our guys in the Pivot Me Academy, he had done a big branding project for somebody and he'd spent a tremendous amount of hours on this. And when he turned it over to the client, the client didn't like it. The client didn't feel like it resonated with the brand. Now there's lots of reasons, very, very good reasons as to why that happened. That has nothing to do with my Pivot Me Academy client, like he did his part. And yet, this was a hard blow. But it wasn't about the feedback that, hey, this this isn't quite the direction I wanted to go. 
The power was in the story he told himself about that feedback. See, what we can do is we can say, okay, see, there's the evidence. There's the evidence that I'm not good enough. I don't have enough training. This isn't what my degree is in. There are other people more qualified than me. I should have just left good enough alone. My last clients love me. My last clients were happy with what I did. When you are a big fish in a small pond, it is comfortable. But when we are leveling up, as he is, as we are reaching for higher and higher levels of success or visibility or just playing on a much larger scale, that's when those stories come out. That's when someone maybe even who is typically a confident person starts to get a little insecure. We've all been there. Again, it is comfortable to be a big fish in a small pond. That's not where the growth happens. That's where you get captain growth. As everybody knows, you put a goldfish, a fish that could get very big, it could get koi size, but if you stick it in a little tiny tank, it will stay little tiny. If you're listening to this podcast, you are not meant to be living in a 10-gallon fish tank. You're here for something more. But the something more requires a different version of you. And I'll come back to the story piece. It will require you getting clear with yourself about the story you tell yourself. So so my client with the project, you know, gets, gets feedback from their client and it's like, hey, this isn't a good fit. Enter in the story. Well, he had to override that. For him to get to the next level, he has to say, no, 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 no. That's not the story I'm going to believe, even though that is a story I have well rehearsed because the truth is our negative narratives, we have them so well rehearsed. We know them like the back of our hand. So let me do this. I'm going to give you a more personal story, one about me. So instead of the people in the Pivot Me Academy, which I love, and I so appreciate that you guys allow me to make examples out of our stories together, but let's do one of mine. I've had one that I bumped up many times, many times throughout my career. I have two kids. The oldest is 12. So for 12 years, I've been bumping up against this. Now I've gotten better. I have gotten better, but it is still something that I have to manage. I have a story around when I'm leveling up in my business or I'm working on higher visibility projects or ones that are going to be more involved. Since I became a parent, you can probably guess what it is. I get afraid, I get fearful that when I take on these larger projects, that it will somehow make me a less present parent that it'll put me on the road all the time, that it'll change my priorities and that it'll go counter to something that matters so much to me. Now, is there evidence to support that? Not really, though my brain has tried to stack evidence to support that for years. There was a time when I had roles that required much more travel and and there's there's some evidence in there, but I'm in total control of my travel schedule now and I have been for years, but I still have this story. And here's why that matters is because big opportunities come along and I find that they start to creep in. My schedule starts to get real busy and I find the story starts to creep in. And if I'm not careful, I will self-sabotage the best opportunities, the opportunities either for advancement, opportunities for impact, for inspiration, or just financial opportunities. I will sabotage them based off of a fear, but I will justify it with other language. I won't say, so this is this is key, guys. We, we do this. I won't go, mm, yeah, I'm a little afraid that that will... Um, you know, put me at odds with the quality time I want to spend with my kids. I'm fearful that that's going to happen. So I'm going to say no. Like, I'm not that honest in the moment. Um, Because I honestly don't 
if I'm not careful, I won't see it that clearly. Instead, I will say, well, that's not my priority now, or I should do this, or, you know, we're not ready yet, or let's kick that out 18 months. I will use language that makes it make more sense because I'm not really calling it what it is, which is I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I've got this story and it makes me afraid. And that's going to bring us to our first step, guys. Hey, Pivoter, I see you taking notes. I see you applying things into your business and life. Great work. But what if you could do it on a Zoom call with me? Well, here is your invite. I am hosting a free live event on Zoom where I get to know you, your challenges, and help you work through them as we accelerate your growth together. This is a free virtual event, and I'd love for you to join. Hop over to pivot-me.com backslash event and save your spot now. We'll keep these small. They will fill up. I'd love for you to be there. Again, it's pivot-me.com backslash event. We'll also put the link in the show notes and I'll see you there. Step one in changing your story is understanding what the story is. Hearing it. Like if you cannot hear the story that you're telling yourself, because it's on repeat in your head. It's like these scripts. I call them scripts running in the back of your head all the time. If you cannot hear it, you can't change it. That which is denied cannot be healed. That which is denied cannot be changed. First step, hear the phrase, hear what you're saying. I'll let you know many of the stories that we need to change were not our stories. They were given to us. They were passed down. Sometimes for generations, they've been passed down to you. But most of them come from a long, long time ago. The only way we start to change that is when we first hear it. Now, when you hear it, if you're new to this work and you have not dug into the stories you tell yourself, you will want to push against what the story is because it will seem ridiculous. So for example, one that comes up with many people, many people, very you know successful people, lots of people, they get uncomfortable about making more money because they do not feel that they're worthy of it or that if they make more money, that means someone else makes less money. If they take a bigger slice of the pie, then someone else doesn't eat that day. Now, they don't phrase it like that because intellectually they know that that's wrong. They know that, you know, they have growth mindset, they have growth mentality, they have abundance mentality. And so they're like, well, that's ridiculous. How could I not be worthy of making more money? If I make 500,000 a year, why would it be unreasonable for me to make a million a year? Or if I make $100,000 a year, why can't I make $250,000 a year? But intellectually, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't mean that's not what their brain is telling them over and over again. Oh, but gosh, you know, do I really need to make more money? Will, will someone not eat because I took a bigger slice of the pie? It doesn't matter if it's money, guys. It can be anything. But if we are not hearing what's being said, we can't change it. And this could be as simple as, as some, this could be something in our relationship. It could be, you know, when our our partner comes in and doesn't greet us right away, we might have a story of, oh, they don't see me. Oh, I'm not important to them. And we might have that so well rehearsed. And again, we've got to hear that because it can feel ridiculous. You can go, well, that, that's ridiculous. I mean, of, of course, just because they didn't greet me when they walked in the door doesn't mean they don't care anymore. Doesn't mean they don't see them anymore. Yeah, the intellectual side of you knows that, but that likely is a story that you've repeated over and over again. So first, first is key. You have to hear the story you are telling yourself about it and don't try to override it with intellect because there are some part of you that believes that that is true. So you first have to acknowledge it. 
And and spoiler alert, guys, it usually comes down to worthiness. It usually comes down to, I don't deserve this. Am I really lovable? Am I really as talented as I think? Maybe my parents were right. Maybe an old partner was right. Maybe my old teacher was right. It usually comes down to something basic like that. There's only four or five different iterations of this, guys. It's It's shocking how similar our limiting beliefs and our negative narratives are. So first thing we're doing is we are acknowledging it. Second, we need to understand the step that comes right before that begins. So what is the catalyst for that story? So for example, when I shared my story, um, me getting really, really busy or me being involved in very visible projects is the catalyst. It's usually busyness is, is almost always what mine is or visible projects that will involve a lot of busyness. That's my catalyst. That's the step that comes right before I start with some head trash. I was just talking to someone right before this and and she was saying, you know, she put out a book and she said, man, I had so many beautiful reviews and th- I like read the reviews on Amazon and I was crying and it was so amazing. And, and she said, but you know, the one that I remember, what do we do? She goes, I got a two-star review on my book. And she said, I can almost remember verbatim what that one person wrote. That may not even been a person who wrote her book. It may have just been some keyboard warrior, some troll out there that wanted to be significant. Or you know what? Maybe they didn't like her book. Maybe it wasn't written for them. And yet that's the story she remembers. And here's where this is dangerous. Let's say she's in the middle of writing her second book. Let's say she sits down to write, but she's really tired. All right. She hasn't been taking good care of her mental health. She hasn't been doing her morning routine. She's just kind of worn out a little bit and she puts her hands on the keyboard, that is when a story about the two-star review can come right up. That's when, guys, when we're not, we're not maintaining, we're not like strengthening the pillar that is us, our business and our lives and our family and our community. And so many people are depending on us. If you're listening to this call, you are probably responsible for a lot of things. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably responsible for a lot of things. You gotta you gotta manage your mental health in this. You gotta you gotta keep your your head on straight. And that's why we talk about a lot of the habits and a lot of the practices. But when we're not doing that, these stories tend to creep in a lot more. So again, number one was hear the story. Number two, understand the step right before it. Is it a criticism? It is, is it that you're tired? Is it that your proposal was rejected? Is it because you put yourself out there and people interrupted you so that you think people don't want to hear what you have to say, understand what the step is right before the stories begin. Step number three is choose a new story. So the old story is very, very well rehearsed. You've got to choose a new story. So I mentioned that one of mine was when I get really busy or I'm taking on a really long, large project, there is a, it's like a -a whack-a-mole game, right? It pops up and I always have to smack it back with a hammer, which is that, oh, am I going to be a less involved, less present parent if I take this on? Imagine a new story where I say, actually, I'm going to take on this new larger project. And that means that I can delegate, automate, move two, three other smaller projects off my plate. And ultimately, I have more time. I'm more present of a parent. I'm more involved. I'm more joyful and patient and all the things that I truly prioritize in my parenting journey. This is a new story and it is a far more empowering story. And is this true? Is this bullshit? This is true. 
There is truth to this. But when I first told myself this so long ago, the first time I was doing story work and I was like, oh, I'm going to believe something different, April. Let's give this a go. And I said that I was like, well, maybe there's a way that I could become busier and then get more time. What did my brain say? My brain said, bullshit, impossible, April. You're lying. Understand that the first time you say the new story, your brain's going to call BS on it. Your brain's going to go, uh-uh, I ain't buying it. I ain't buying it. We've been practicing this other story for 35, 45, 55 years. I ain't buying this new line. You will have to practice it. It is like training. You have to put in the reps. You have made connections in your brain that when this happens, I respond this way. You can change those connections, but it's going to take some work. So again, number three is putting in a new story. And I I literally write it on a piece of paper. So imagine me journaling and I've got my old belief or my old story. And then I draw a little line with an arrow, a new belief, new story. And then I will think about situations. When this happens, I have to choose this new story. I have to be able to say it in my mind. I have to be able to say it out loud. Choose the new story. Now, again, I'm not saying we're making something up. These are true stories. We have to build evidence around those. We're going to get to that in a second. So like I said, for me, it could be delegating tasks for the example I gave in the Pivot Me Academy where the client didn't like the branding project. His new story could be critical feedback such as this makes me better at my role. And that that's actually completely true. He did a revision. He went back and whoo, it was fireworks and amazing. And it was the best project he's ever done. It is not a coincidence that the biggest struggle ended up being the sweetest victory. That's just how it works for us. But ultimately, he had to choose a new story. If he would have stopped with the old story, which is, see, it wasn't going to work. See, I'm not right for this work. See, these clients, I just don't have what it takes for these clients. It would have been so easy for him to reach for some head trash because it is everywhere, guys. And even if our brain doesn't say it, we will have friends and family that will happily give you a story that disempowers you. So he chose a different story and ultimately he did get better because of that process and has wowed so many other clients after that. But he first had to get past that old story and put in a new one. So let's move to number four. Number four, stack the evidence to support the new story. Stack the evidence to support, you know, I mentioned that this, this new project will allow me to, you know, fire or automate um, or delegate three smaller projects. Stack the evidence to support that. It's a more empowering belief. This is huge. So for the example that I was giving um, earlier with the client, he had to stack the evidence to support that when he got critical feedback, that he then got better. And he started to choose that whenever, imagine this, imagine this line in your head, whenever I get critical feedback, useful feedback, constructive feedback, so not just trolls on the internet, guys, but whenever I get constructive feedback, I will take that as it's the chisel blow that shapes the form of man. As C.S. Lewis would say, it it hurts when you get hit with the chisel, right? But that's how we like craft our David, guys. And it hurts, but that's how we get better. And that's how he got better. So he chose a more empowering belief that whenever he gets critical feedback, he's about to get better. Now understand this all happens only if we get honest about what the story is. Only if we take the time to listen. Only if we really look in the mirror and go, 
Hmm, what are you believing about this situation that is not serving you? What are you believing about this situation that ultimately leads to self-sabotage? In my example, in the other two examples from the Pivot Me Academy, if they believe the old story, then they handicap themselves. If they believe the old story, then they don't play as big as they could. They play safe. I'd say not even comfortable. We talk about the comfort zone, but the truth is a comfort zone isn't that comfortable. If you know you're meant for something more, but you keep yourself in a small circle and argue that it's where you're comfortable, I'm calling BS on that. You know when you are made for more and it's this this fire in your belly that you keep trying to put out. It was given to you. Like that's your job is to go deliver on that level. It is not a bad thing if you want more. If you're listening to this podcast, not only do you want more, but you also want to give more. Because I know, I know my listeners, I know my pivoters, they are contribution focused. They want more. They want to deliver more. They want more. They want to impact more. They want to inspire more. They want to start scholarship programs. They want to volunteer for animal shelters. They want to put a lot of goodness in the world and they've got raw talent to make that happen. But a first part of that is listening to the stories that are in your way. I'm going to wrap it up with uh, another step. We're going to call it a bonus step, right? It says four steps, but it's really a fifth one. Please, please, please have an accountability buddy that can help you navigate these stories. Now, when I say accountability buddy, this cannot be just anybody. This has to be a highly vetted, specific type of person because you're giving them great power into your life. So let me explain what I mean. It is hard to have a conversation about what we're really afraid of. It is hard to have a conversation, even with ourselves, of saying, ooh, this makes me really uncomfortable because I feel like I'm not worthy. Ooh, this makes me really uncomfortable to step out on this ledge because I've always thought that maybe I was actually just lazy. Maybe because I had that early diagnosis of ADHD, I've always just thought I'm way too disorganized for that. Let me just tell you, if you are listening, Pivoter, and you have ADHD, first, you need to know that about 75% of my clients have ADHD now. especially in the entrepreneurial world, it is well represented in the entrepreneurial world. That will not be the reason you don't get ahead. So if you do have a limiting belief around that, please trust that you have amazing superpowers. I love the phrase that you have a Ferrari engine and sometimes everybody else is operating in a Honda body. It's okay. There's lots of tools out there to help you get ahead. Yes, some accommodations can be needed and that's okay. Like we all have our thing. As I say to my daughters, we all have our thing. We just need to learn how to work with our thing to leverage it for the most progress and for the most fulfillment in our life. So whatever your story is, I want you to be able to have an honest conversation with somebody. Maybe it's a partner, maybe it's a sibling, maybe it's a best friend, somebody, it might be a colleague that you trust to speak into your life so intimately and say, I get up in my head about this. I get fearful about this. I have someone in my life, I have two wonderful women in my life that when I'm in that same situation, when I'm starting to get really, really busy, a lot of big high profile projects I'm working on, I will tell them, please hold my feet to to the fire. Please hold my feet to the fire that when the going gets tough, I don't back down because I'm afraid. Instead, I keep standing up and delivering. Ask the question, how? How do I make this work for my family? How do I make this work for me? And I always do, guys. But I need them to help remind me 
oh, this is the time when you level up, April. This is not the time when you retreat. This is not the time when you step back and go, hey, I I was fine in that smaller circle. I am a goldfish and I have to keep going in larger and larger. Hanks, that's just who I am. Now, that's not for everybody. Some people are like, you know what? I'm in like a 25-calorie tank. I'm real, real good here. There is nothing wrong with that. There is no shame in your game. But if you are someone who wants to keep leveling up, you've got to know your stories and you've got to know how to recraft, rewrite those narratives that they empower you, not disempower you. And I really encourage you to have an accountability buddy to walk you through that. Now that I say the accountability buddy, let me just throw this in. If you don't have someone like that, please reach out to us. We can connect you with someone, whether that's part of the Pivot Me Academy or just us understanding where you are at. But if you are seeking out the next level of success, do not do it alone. That is the long way around. We want to shorten your path to success. You are not alone. We're right here with you. And I'm pretty sure that was a song lyric. I like wanted to sing that. I'm not sure what... Maybe it's like a Michael Jackson. Anyways, you're not alone. You're not alone. And whatever you're afraid of and whatever BS stories you've got, other people have them too. It's just most people don't have the courage to discuss them. And here we are discussing them. So take those four steps. Take those four steps. Write yourself a new story. You don't have to rewrite all your stories, but just take one. Just take one. Understand what the catalyst is for it to come out. And let's make sure we address it. You're made for more. You're made for remarkable things in very large fish tanks. Do not stay in a small one. Do not be fear-based. Do not be afraid of something, but call it by another name. Don't, don't be afraid to level up, but then argue that it's actually something else, that the client wasn't the right fit. It wasn't the right time. Man, we can just justify this. Don't do this. Don't, don't, don't play small because you're afraid of possible failure or criticism in playing large. And by the way, let's just normalize failure because failure is just data points. Failure is absolutely steps along the path to success. As actually Christopher said today on the Pivot Me Academy call, the opposite of success is not failure. It's, it's quitting. It's not trying at all. Like failure is just necessary steps to success. All right. We've covered a lot of things. We've mixed a lot of metaphors. I hope you go out there and create an amazing day. If you feel courageous, send us your old story. Send us your old story. If you need help crafting a new one, we will help you at info at pivot-me.com. Looking forward to connecting next week. Take care. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you love what you hear, give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at the April Garcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com. This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.